Welcome to the FN Football Podcast, a show where two newbies talk football, females, feminism and other F words. Welcome to the FN Football Podcast. You're listening to... Amelia and Emmy. Yeah, you are. So this month, this month feels like it's gone on for a year, like November. Jeez, so much has happened. Uh, quite a lot of things to talk about in football, but just just in the world, I feel like a lot of things have happened. We've gone into lockdown. Trump's gone. Trump's gone, yes, finally. Some like- good news. We've had good news in 2020. Like I know. Come like, on. I feel like I've been disappointed with elections ever since I've been able to vote. Uh, so it's quite nice to be on like a winning side kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so, uh, but that took a good couple of weeks, like just following that. Um, yeah, we've gone in back into lockdown. Oh, where I am in Swale is now the highest COVID affected place in the country. You're that Kent Borough? Yeah, that's my high street on the news. <laughs> oh, Amy, you're not listening to the rules. You're it's not me. <laughs> yeah, so when you see that high street, you see that Greg's and you see that Wimpy. Yeah, that's my hometown. That's where I am right now. <laughs> oh, my God, I haven't been to a Wimpy in years. No, no. I don't Wimpy always did everything fresh, didn't it? I don't know. I don't know. I just meant, so that was like a childhood. Just, just, just a flashback there, was there? Just for, but anyway, yes, back to football, back to this month. Yeah, so I guess I guess this month, me and Amelia were just sort of sharing a bit of what's been going well in women's football, what's been not going so well. Um, we're going to talk about some players that we really admire. So I'm going to be talking a bit about Anita Asante, who this month was vote, was nominated for Barclays WSA Player of the Month. Yep, I'm going to highlight one of the goalkeepers in the WSL. Yep, who did really well in the FA Cup final. And we're just going to, yeah, bring bring some positive feeling to you guys, new listeners. Also, we are going to mention some like, oh my God, can that really be happening right now? But yeah, Yeah. we're going to be talking about that. Yeah, so sit back, tune in. We're going to have a chat. Grab the popcorn. Yeah, grab a drink. Um, Do you remember Blockbusters? Memory lane. It was nostalgia today. Absolute memory lane. The excitement. Did you always find a blockbuster? You'd all like when you were going there as a kid. Like you'd always pick out the same films. Like I'd always pick out all of us go to heaven, to the point where you th- you'd think that your parents would be like, "I'll just buy them that DVD or get a VHS." Oh, actually, right, yeah, I'll just buy them that because they keep so renting it out. Yeah, but now you can have it all on Netflix, <laughs> TV, yeah. Amazon Prime. You choose. It's endless. So, too many, too many choices, really. But there's only one effing football podcast, and that's us. There's only one amazing. Well, there's quite a lot of great football podcasts out there. There are some good ones. Yeah, keep, keep listening to us. Yeah, I think we're, we're going off track now. I don't know why you started mentioning Blockbuster. Memory lane. Memory lane. Memory lane. So keep tuned. Join us through this memory lane and what's going on. Learn some stuff with us. So, Emmy, did you watch the FA Cup earlier this month? Gosh, that was a while ago, wasn't it? Right at the beginning of the month. But yes, I did catch the highlights of the FA Cup. Did you manage to watch the whole game? Yes, I watched the whole game. There's one person I want to mention. That's the goalkeeper for Everton, who is McIver. Because when I was watching it, guys, I I think everyone must have been the same, like on their seats. Like McIver just came out of nowhere, was stopping those balls from going the back of the net. And she so deserved to get um, play of the match. And I think 
you know, that end result was just tied legs that Man City had more energy. You know, they're, they're just a bit more fitter than Everton. Um, but yeah, I just I just wanted to give a shout out really and just make listeners aware. And Emmy, you aware of McIver? Like, yeah, the goalkeepers that we probably know the most about is Ellie Roebuck. Plays for England. Yeah, and the Man United. Marriott. But I feel like they're the biggest ones and they probably is the ones we know because they do play for England. Yeah, but McIver, I think she 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 did get her call up actually to represent um England in 2019, but it was friendlies against Belgium and Norway, but she never actually got to play in any of the games. Mm. But I think she's one to watch, and I think you know, Neville might have have an eye on her and she might um show an appearance potentially in the future. Yeah. Because I feel like I don't know, but like, I don't know about you, but or listeners out there, but like Ellie Roback, yeah, she is good. But because she plays for Man City, I never really get to see her play. Because you don't watch their games. <laughs> no, I do watch their games. Oh, that, because... But because Man City are a good game, she doesn't get much, much action oh, I apart see. from when yeah. she's playing, you know, against Arsenal it's... or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean. So like the, the weaker teams probably rely a bit more heavily on their goalkeepers. Um, yeah, so for Everton, we, we saw a bit more of Sandy McIver. Exactly. I kind of wonder, like, does Ellie Robert, does, do you think she, maybe she'd want to play for a team? Like, maybe, like, I don't know, someone a bit at the bottom of the table. Like, I know Tottenham at the uh, at the moment. I know, have not won a game all season. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just thought that because I thought, gosh, she must get so bored just standing in goal. Like, if I was a goalkeeper, I definitely wouldn't want to play for one of the top games. But then if you're playing for the top teams, then you're probably going to get, you know, quite good coaching, I guess. And the money's yeah. there. Yeah. And you're going to be surrounded by, like, elite athletes and, like, pick up things from them and probably have access to the best training facilities. Um, so I guess it's a double-sided coin, as all coins no, are. <laughs> No, definitely. So yeah, Emmy, keep an eye out for McIver. She um, was part of the Lioness squad that finished third at the Under-20s World Cup in France. Mm-hmm. And she was awarded the Golden Glove as a tournament's best keeper. So nice. yeah. So while we're talking about players who've done really well this month, um, I want to talk about Anita Asante. Do you know much about her? Oh, she plays for Villa. Yeah, she does. Um, so interestingly, Villa won their first game this month against Brighton. Anita Sante, uh, she describes herself as a veteran of women's football, which I really like. I really like it when I see footballers who are older than us. <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm less jealous, especially when we're watching like young, sprightly 20-year-olds popping up and scoring goals and doing really well. Just get a little bit jealous. I'm obviously happy for them but I really hate them. No, I don't, I don't hate them, um, but I am jealous. So yeah, so she's a veteran of a women's football. Um, that's what she, how she describes herself. She's 35. She plays for Villa. She's uh, played for Arsenal. She was part of that Arsenal team that 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 won like the quadruple cups um, and the league, I think like 2007, 2008. And um, yeah, so, she, so she's, uh, and she played for England as well. I think she's got something like um, 70... 70 odd caps for the England team um but yeah so this this uh this season she moves to Aston Villa and as we know Aston Villa we haven't really spoken about much much about Villa but they came up into the WSL this season so this is the first time they're in the WSL and um yeah I was really pleased to see that they, they won their first game and that Anita Asante uh probably a defender 
managed to score one of the one of the goals that gave them the two nil victory against Brighton. Oh, nice! Yeah, and it was it was a really cool goal actually. And yeah, like I said, so Anita's up for uh, the Barclays WSL Player of the Month. She's up against uh, Penilla. How are we saying her name? Another one. Oh, Penilla Harder from Chelsea. Oh, Harder. Yeah, yeah. But how do you say her first name? I'm all about the last names. All about the last name. Okay. Uh, Tobin Heath from Man United, Nellie White, Man City, and Hannah Hampton from Birmingham City. Um, yeah, because of like how she's been playing lately, she's been playing really well. And then, yeah, she managed to score, score a goal in a really crucial game. Um, yeah, so I, I was um, looking a bit more about Anita Sante and then looking a bit more at Aston Villa. And I also um, was learning about the manager of Aston Villa. Do you know much about Gemma Davies? Manager of Aston not Villa. For As- not Aston Villa, but it reminds me of Gemma Davison from Tottenham. Yeah, different, di- different, <laughs> different. Uh, yeah, she's not Gemma Davison, the uh, Tottenham ex England player. Um, Gemma da- Davies or Davis. Oh gosh, I'm struggling with names this episode. Go Gemma with the first name on this one. <laughs> okay, not about the last names anymore. <laughs> um, well, what about what's interesting about Gemma is she is the WSL's youngest manager. Do you want to get have a stab at how old she is? She's the youngest manager. Mm. How old is that Jack Sullivan guy? He's nineteen, isn't he? So she can't be younger than him, surely. Is he? Or is he like twenty now? When you say manager, you like talking about like a Casey Stoney. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think he's like head. He's. I'm sure he's. He's managing director, I think, of West Ham. Oh, he's the managing director. I know. You're talking about uh, Google it. Uh, okay, so you're talking about manager, like yeah, head like head coach, coach yeah, head coach. Well, when I think about everyone in the WSL as like a head coach, they're quite a bit older, aren't they? Yeah, young. I okay, I'm gonna say like 25. Then you're saying young. Oh, it's really not dissatisfying when you give someone a chance to guess something and then they guess lower than it or like <laughs> further than what you want them to. You, I want you to say something like early 30s or something. Oh, wait, no, let me let me do that again. Okay. Uh, so no, she's 28. <gasps> 28? Yeah. Oh my gosh, she's younger than us. Yeah, and she also uh, she also looks really young as well, like um, just had a Google. Um, but yeah, so she's the youngest manager, head coach in the WSL. And, and what's really interesting, I was reading a news article about her, is that uh, she kind of got into coaching by accident almost. She started filling in for someone um, at a at her sister's football club in North Birmingham and she was just 16 at the time and yeah she just like really enjoyed it and carried on coaching and she built up a reputation at other uh other clubs in the Midlands and then she was appointed head coach at Villa when she was just 25 so that was a couple of years ago oh, now I said 25 didn't I yeah okay so, so actually I got it right yeah and it's just really interesting I was just reading this Guardian article about her and she was saying um how like rewarding it was and um at the moment she's just like uh bought bought her first house and is trying to manage Aston Villa and she says oh I feel like I'm a real adult and I was like gosh there are a lot of that's a lot of adult things wait a sec wait a sec she's 28 she's but she's she's 28 she's manages the Villa women's team and she's bought herself a house (laughs) yeah I got actually considering today's climate with house properties I can't work out which one's more impressive she bought a house (laughs) we should be talking about that Oh my god! Good on her. Well yeah, done, on her. Gemma. That's yeah, really cool. Uh, yeah, so I thought that was quite interesting. So I was like learning a bit more about um, Aston Villa, and that kind of got me thinking about um, Enio Loco because I know that you've been quite keen to talk about Enio Loco. 
And yes, big fan of Ennio Luco. Yeah, because you've, you've been reading her book, you said. Yes, um, my sister got me Ennio Luco's book um, last Christmas, along with um, Abby Wombuck's book. She's a forward and her book's called, funny enough, Forward, a memoir. Very but Ennio Luco's <laughs> book's called They Don't Teach This and really recommend it. Like I could talk about it for a whole podcast. I think actually we should... Can you give me like half a podcast about any of Luco's books? Yeah, for sure. Like, I, w- I want to learn. Haven't I got like a biggest grin on my face right now? She's so inspiring because she stands up for so much and she, she won't, she she just wants equality basically. And when something's not being done right, she'll stand up for it. And I think that's quite hard to do. And you've got to have such bravery to do that. And actually, I've just been thinking about Anita Asante and I'd say that she does the same but she's very vocal on social media or on Twitter and she uses that platform and I was listening to a few other podcast interviews with her and it's not for every every sports player but I really like it when these sports people like get get on their platform and like use it use it for good and they show this um I guess that they're role models Anita um Asante uh yeah she's she's been um She's she's been talking a lot in some of her interviews about like body image, um, about the Black Lives Matter campaign, and also about LGBT issues and coming out. And, and it was actually quite interesting because um, I was listening to this podcast episode uh, interview on Sports Bill. Um, she, she was talking about body image and how you know there's there's this risk that or not this risk but like a fear um, that women shouldn't get like too muscly or like look too like, don't look feminine enough yeah exactly um but these are athletes and um you know they, they've got to train their body to do that do you know a funny story i was in the car with my stepdad once and um this woman was running in a fitness joggers or whatever so she's a runner and i remember thinking god she's so muscly and i remember turning to my stepdad and it was in the traffic i'm like god look at the guns on her but I meant like her biceps and my stepdad was like, me, yeah? Like, that's not very, like, you know, I mean, I'm surprised that's come from you. And I was like, no, I don't mean, I mean her biceps. What did, what did he think you, she, you meant something else? What I meant, he thought I meant her breasts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, but I, I think, yeah, I don't think, I've never actually looked at a muscly, muscly, a muscular woman and thought that's unfeminine. No, exactly. And that's kind of what she was saying, um, really, that society has this idea that women shouldn't be muscly or too athletic because it's unattractive or something. And that and that's damaging. Bodies come in all different shapes and sizes. And, you know, to have that view could stop girls getting into football, getting into sport. Also, I don't know if you saw in August, the Ireland women's rugby team, their kit manufacturer, they used models to advertise their new kit. They didn't use the actual rugby team players. Yeah, they didn't want really to use their own players. They used models. I don't know. Yeah, which is just mad. Like, if you're going to get an Ireland women's rugby team kit, you obviously admire the team, don't you? You have respect for the team. Why would you put models on there? It's just, this is the kind of stuff we're having to deal with. And, and I just really like their interview. Um, she covered on some great topics. But yeah, she one thing I did really like is that she said that, um, Anita Asante said that we are all the norm. Like it, we need to have like visibility to share like different types of bodies and different types of women to so we can see that we're all the norm. Like there is, there is no normal, like not everyone's the same. Like being different is the norm yes i so agree 
you kind of stand out anyway as a as a female footballer. And I don't know if you, if you ever felt I don't know if you ever felt awkward being a female footballer like in your football gear or anything. But when you weren't with your team, like I remember like getting the train and stuff in my football gear and just like feeling really uncomfortable. That I don't oh know. definitely yeah. I feel like it's it's like you're not supposed to, I know it's ridiculous, but maybe because me and Emmy are a little bit older, but it was like you're not supposed to be wearing that football kit. Yeah, exactly. And this And this is literally like London last year. And I think oh, I might God. have mentioned this before, but I remember just walking down um, the street in London and um, these kids went to me. I know I look like a kid anyway, but these kids were like, oh, she thinks she can play football. Oh. And I was just like, so that's, yeah, I hate it. You're like, yeah, I can actually. <laughs> No, I just didn't say anything. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> just kept walking. I don't think I feel like it now, um, but definitely when I was like a teenager playing and I'd be getting like the local train home and I was like wearing the football gear, like I'd always feel a bit self-conscious. Um, so, so yeah, I thought that was quite interesting. And, and perhaps maybe we can, we can do an episode about body positivity because I think there's probably other shared experiences that us and our listeners and people would feel just like... No, yeah. definitely. Yeah, like just talking about that, wearing your kit outside, I wonder if... That if that resonates with you as it does me, I'm sure it resonates with other people. So last week, and I wasn't surprised when I saw this in the news, that Matt Beard has left West Ham. Matt Beard was the um, head coach of the West Ham ladies team. It was supposedly done all mutually, but also Karen Hill and Amorous, who are the um, head coaches of the Tottenham team, they were sacked. I know. Like, what? What? No, I'm still like disbelieved. But I think also not so shocked because like Matt ba- Matt Bard, Matt Beard um, left, but he hasn't. He's only like won one game so far in this WSL season. Mm. And I don't know about you, but I was saying um, to my friend, like when I've been watching these games, like Matt Beard's got to go. Like he's got West Ham got such a good team, such good individual players. But there's some reason they're not gelling together and therefore not performing well as a team and therefore not winning their games. Yeah. And then when you look at Tottenham, again, like I was shocked when I saw this because I always thought these two worked well together. But then I didn't yeah. realise Tottenham are second from the bottom. I of the know. League. They have not won a game. That's shocking. I know. And yeah. And we were so excited, especially when we like realised that Alex Morgan was coming to play. Um, I know, yeah. Mm. And then it, what I found interesting, it was reported that um, they just signed a two-year deal in September. And it's yeah. like November. Yeah. And they've just been sacked. And I always find that so hard to feel like you've just been sacked. Like, they didn't know this was coming. But maybe they did after losing all these games they've lost. Yeah. It's, one. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you've gone six games in without winning anything. But no, I did, I did feel sorry for them as well because it's like, it's bloody pandemic. Yeah, like it's gonna be hard. Like, okay, no offense though. Like, it will be hard, but they both have got all three of them have got impressive CVs, and I do feel a bit for um, Karen Hill. Like, she joined the Tottenham squad in two thousand and seven when Tottenham was in the fifth tier, and she, her and Amos have they have brought Tottenham up to the top level of the women's game. And now I feel like maybe, you know, they just need something fresh to get them to go further. They brought them this far. Now it's time for them to go. Yeah, yeah, like Spurs had their first season in the WSL last season. This is only their second season. Um, yeah, and, you know, they finished mid-table last season. So I think that's respectable. Uh, yeah, I guess, two, you know, six 
too many games lost this season. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I also find it quite interesting that I hadn't really like seen much about that news story. Like mm. we talked about, I I saw the Matt, Matt Beard, but I really had to like find about Karen Hill and maybe because they didn't leave like it wasn't a mutual thing maybe then that's why it's just been gone under the radar which I surprisingly though they've already got a replacement hmm. Rianne okay. Skinner and she's leaving her role as England's woman assistant coach so she's got lots of experience so it'll be interesting to see what she can do um, but yeah so Matt Beard um, Karen Hill and Amorosa gone they're out of the WSL And in other news, in other women's football LGBT news, Megan <laughs> Rapino, Sue Bird are engaged. I I don't know. I think, I think I kind of thought they were engaged or married or something, but they're going oh, have, you been, have you been following them as like a couple or like you knew they... Yes, I didn't know I they were a them. couple. I follow them in the dark. No, <laughs> not in that way. Okay, no. I'm talking like 20th, 21st century social media way. <laughs> you know so much about. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, uh, I think I follow Megan Rapino on uh, Instagram and stuff like that, and seen a few because they did that photo shoot, didn't they? Sue Bird and Megan Rapino, that one where they were like naked, but like no, not... I didn't. Know <laughs> Have you not seen this? No. Um, is, that just... the, is that the one? Is that the poster you got on your up on your wall? <laughs> but quickly, so just listeners, so Megan Rapino is a soccer player from the from the US, obviously, because there's soccer, and um, she's won two World Cups, being part of that, and. Um, got an Olympic gold medal with the US national team. She's a big footballer, but also a big person, a big activist, a big speaker, uses her platform. Yeah, perhaps she became more widely known in the 2019 World Cup. USA won that Women's World Cup, but also Megan Rapinoe said that if she if she won, uh, historically, when the USA team wins, they go to the White House to meet the president. Um, she was like, if I if I go, like I think she said, like F, like the F F word, unbelievable. Oh, that she would like not go there. Like F, no, I'm not going That's there. It. And then, and then Trump was like, "Well, you have to get to the final first and win it." And they and did. did. <laughs> so suck it. <laughs> yeah, so she became widely known for that, and a lot of people, a lot of USA supporters, were quite annoyed with her about that. But like again, another person really using their platform, as we spoke about earlier. But what I really liked is because uh, I was following the election, USA election, quite quite a lot that um, once it worked out that Biden was going to win, Megan Rapino tweeted, uh, update, I can't get to the effing White House fast enough now. And I was like, yes! <laughs> she literally, she just says what she wants, doesn't she? And I love yeah, that about great. her. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, um, and what, do we know much about um, Sue Bird? She is a basketball player. She has won four Olympic gold medals for the US team. And that's how they met at the Olympics. Oh, and no, I didn't know that. Okay, so I'm just Googling. Um, actually, I just, I Googled it and then I kind of regretted Googling it because I'm on my work computer. I Googled um, Megan Rapinoe and Sue Bird naked. <laughs> Whoops. What did um, that print up? <laughs> um, no, and then I was like, oh no, I need to put photo shoot. Um, but, so it was a ESPN photo shoot. Um, and it was like, they're, they're naked, but you can't see anything because they've got uh, like a basketball and a football and other things like tactically displayed um but yeah it's quite it's quite an, it's quite it's really interesting photo shoot um i guess it's trying to capture like, the chemistry between them but also how like athletic they are because they are like super fit so they're naked yeah but they're using like their balls like the football and the basketball to like cover things and they're just showing i think they did like, a series of photo shoots where they were like 
showing like athletes' bodies and how like athletes' bodies body are. Body image. Like, but yeah, body again. Oh gosh, yeah, body image. Um, and also it's like them too. So it's also the um like good representation. Like they're an LG, they're a lesbian couple, and that like, there's you know the you can see like the chemistry between them and yeah I think it's, it's, it's pretty cool it's a pretty cool photo shoot Emmy is literally just staring at her computer screen <laughs> not one looked at me in the last like 20 seconds it's a cool photo shoot um I'll, I'll tell you what I'll, I'll tweak some of the pictures I'm sure that's fine to do Okay. Yeah, I'm sure it will be but no make sure you don't do it on your work computer but yeah so Megan Rapinoe and Sue Bird are engaged and that hit Twitter and it went big and everyone's congratulating them and I was like oh my god who's Sue Bird I don't know who this person is oh good did you not did you not know that I didn't couple? know no, I didn't know anything about oh, them. What kind of well, I knew about Megan Rapino. In other fun news, which I thought was a really nice story. Hmm. Good. I, need, you, I think we need some good stories, some good news. Have you heard of a of um, someone called Imogen Papworth? I have not. Should I? So. You might know, some people, some listeners might have heard her. She has been in the news recently, beginning of November. So Imogen Patworth, she's 11 years old and she wanted to do a keepy-uppy for every UK key worker. And that's, seven point, that's 7.1 million keepy-uppies. Well, actually, I think I did kind of see this in the news. Yeah. Yeah. She, she can and, do it all um, in one go, right? No. So she realised it's going to take about 97 years to do all these keepy-uppies. <laughs> what? So... She asked for some help and like big stars and, you know, just people like us, like got in contact and donated some <laughs> keepy uppies. But she accomplished on her own within like between April to November, 1,123,586 keepy uppies, Emmy. How oh, amazing is that? That's so cool. And with that, she was able to raise £10,800 and it went to nine charities. Oh, that's but really I good. Like, yeah, and I like the whole fact that and I think her parents worked for the NHS. And um, first of all, she was doing like 3,000 kippy-uppies a day. Show off. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean that. That's really cute. I think it's really cute. <laughs> I'm just jealous. But no, I... Yeah, you probably are. <laughs> she's young and she's doing kippy-uppies. She's a better footballer than me. I'm so jealous. No, I, am a, I probably am a bit jealous. Um, but no, that's really cool. Thank you. That's Thank you for sharing that really nice news story. And I love the fact that, you know... Like, I know it's a girl, but I like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's really Yeah, cool. it is a bit like girl power. And um, she was doing it for a good cause. And yeah, she's only 11. So hopefully we'll see you on the screen. WSL maybe in 20, what would it be? 20? Uh, 10 years. Oh, okay. The desk, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wait, Pats will be talking know. about her. So a bit of bad news. Um, actually, perhaps we should have gone the other way around. We should have ended on the good news. In the in the bad news of women's football, um, at the start of lockdown, it became clear that basically that boys were allowed to play football if they're a part of like academies, so like big clubs academies, they were able to play. But girls of the same um, like respective like level, but for like women's football with the FA, weren't allowed to play football like carry on with their training and things um and it kind of went under the radar um I think at the start of lockdown obviously other things are going on um but it was quite cool to see it kind of almost like explode or like a ripple on on Twitter um because we had uh, people like Alex Scott 
um, tweeting about it. Yeah, so um, the hashtag is it because I'm a girl started trending on um, Twitter. And again, it's like testament to like people complaining or like people um, actively speaking out that this did get changed. And I think it's quite cool that we've seen quite a lot of that in football or for football people this month, like Marcus Rashford and Free School Mills like speaking out. Um, like this is this is like. I don't know. It feels like quite powerful being able to change things as a group of people. So they they did the FA did change this a couple of, like a week or so later, um, so that they could. Um, they had to meet the requirements. Yep, Amelia, that that's right. They had to meet the AE girls' academies had to meet some elite protocols to be able to reopen. And the FA even said that themselves that they doubt many of the girls' academies would have the resources to do so. In an interview with Telegraph Sport, Baroness Sue Campbell, the FA's director of women's football, said that they had been working with the government to reopen the girls' academies, but she admitted that she only expected one or two to logistically be able to reopen due to the lack of resources that is available to girls' academies compared to the boys' academies. And it's just it's just sad isn't it it's so sad like it, it's great that it's been reversed but it this just really proves that there's stu- still a huge amount of inequality and there's there's more, there's more to do exactly another um i guess it's like a funny bad things that have happened in women's football so amelia this month treating myself because of lockdown and not going out to this FIFA, FIFA. 2021 yeah um, so if anyone wants to give me a FIFA how to play FIFA lesson that would be really great because um, I really want to get into it because I really want to play with other people and I think it would be good I don't know I feel like maybe shout, I don't know. shout out to listeners though what, what are you playing it on PS4 PS4 yeah so you want a PS4 lesson? Yeah, so I only on got the, on FIFA. Yes, please. And I don't really know much about PS4 because I only got one of those this this year. I was like, the PS5's coming out. Yes, I know. I don't. <laughs> it doesn't look very nice, does it? I don't. Yeah, I don't really know much about video game. I don't. Yeah. We'll Did you ever play Crash Bandicoot? No, nah. that was a big PlayStation. I, I used to play that. Any listeners Crash Bandicoot? I just got it on the Switch. Love I it. had. I was like such a nerdy child. I had some really like boring games on the PS1. Who wants to be a millionaire? Okay, didn't that come free with, the, with it? No, pay for that game. <laughs> Pocket money. Uh, also, I had... Uh, <laughs> you bought that game yourself? Yes, PS1. Um, oh, it was, really lovely. And I also, one of my favourite games was Monopoly. Did you ever play Crazy Taxi? No, I played Monopoly. You never you played be Crazy a, yeah. Taxi? Oh my God. You missed out, man. Right, get yourself Crazy Taxi, Crash Bandicoot. Okay. But I've got, okay. I've got to learn FIFA first. Yeah. Uh, okay, so back to FIFA. So, yeah, I was like, okay, maybe I wanted to play, I wanted to get it because I wanted to play with some football girls and who else? I thought, and I also thought maybe this will teach me something about football that I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know what can teach me. Kits, I don't know. I'm sure it would teach me something. Um, but what it did teach me <laughs> was the mm. artists, animators, who animate the female players suck. <laughs> they, you are, they are so... Some of the... Uh, animations for the female players you can't say you can't tell who they are and I wanted to show you this collage that um, Craig from the podcast Great Sin 68 posted on uh, Twitter so this tweet he posted and basically it's a picture of three of the female footballers and he has put 
One is Leah Williamson, one is Rachel Daly, and one is Lauren Hemp. But which is which? Because when you look at this collage of these three football players, I have no idea which one's which. They all look really odd. Like, not like not, none of them look like any of those players. Like, who is who? And I just feel like, uh, can't like PlayStation or FIFA or whoever, surely they can afford to play, like, a, a, afford to pay a better artist to draw these uh, female athletes. Have, have you seen? Can you tell which one's which? The middle one looks like Mirrors. No, she's that, the that's US, not an so option. She's on the wrong team. She's on that's the wrong not an team. <laughs> and this one, is, and the first one is like Millie Bright. Also, so we'll retweet this. Um, <laughs> we'll retweet this because uh, other people have been sharing pictures and uh, Craig's That's got a few, more, a few more on there. And there's this one of Kim Little and he's put, I'd be fuming if I was Kim Little. And if you go down, you can see that she looks evil. Yep. So EA Sports, PS4, please do better. Like you guys That's got quite a- disrespectful really, isn't it? Because yeah. well, Do the boys, do the guys look as bad? Well, do you, you wouldn't know because you don't know any of the men footballers, do you? Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't know if, it, know if they some. look the same or not. <laughs> I'm sure they, they must look better. Oh my God, we've got Frank Kirby. Yep. Like, oh my God. Looks something like Frank Kirby. Yeah, so there's quite a few on there. So... Uh... Thanks for listening, guys. It's time for F off. Well, yes. for us to F off this month. Oh, Emma, you sound sad that it was ended. Yeah, I do sound a bit sad, don't I? Yeah, I was just thinking about um, about Christmas next next month. Um, and then about... Oh, Christmas! Get any, any, anyone need a present for any of their friends, get the Ennio Luco book. They don't teach this. And then we'll do a book club about it. Well, not a book club. We'll oh, Amelia's going to do a book club. No, we'll just do a bit with you, but I really recommend that book. Like, you won't be able to put it down. You'll read it really quickly. Do you know what? Actually, I'm going to put that on my list because I'm in a few few Secret Santas this year and I feel like if you don't give people options of what to get you, then you normally get crap. Um, So I'm (laughs) going to... What's the present you've got? Uh, Oh, actually, I do know this. It was like a work Secret Santa. I got a a cookbook, Cooking with Coolio, like Coolio the, the rapper. Oh right, okay. Yeah. Any any nice recipes? No, and <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, and it was it was so really random. weird. It was very random. Yeah, um, so random. But I'm gonna put yeah, I'm gonna put like from your recommendation, Enio Luku's book on there. What's the name of the book again? Um, they don't teach this. Yeah, and I'm also seeing as we interviewed Hope Powell last month. Um, I've put her autobiography on there. So Hope Powell, Hope, my life in football. Um, yeah. Any uh, any other good gifts you've got? Oh, we're going back to memory lane. Remember that football thing you'd have on? You strap it around your waist. Oh my god! So yeah, I, yeah. And then you can, it's really funny. So me and my brother, like my brother, would always get like the really sporty gifts, and then I'd get all like I don't know, like Sylvania. Do you ever watch? Is it the Sylvanians? Do you remember the Sylvanians? Yeah, I do remember Sylvanians. Do you know? What? I'd always get Sylvanians, but me and my brother would always swap presents. So I'd always get the football, and the football thing was around your waist, and you kicked it. Yeah, on that like a little bit of elastic string. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great gift. Are you going to put that on your list? I'll put that on my list. Nice. That's quite an old retro one, but that's a good one. Yeah. Um, Do you remember Sylvanians though? Yeah, I I had a Sylvanian family. And also where I lived in London, (gasps) um, I lived like a five minute walk from from like a Sylvanian family shop. It only sold Sylvanian families. It was mad. And outside it was all like the Sylvanian like colours and it had... Oh my um, God. Like awning that was like stripy like green and white oh like oh you were so close 
Do you know what, guys? If any of you like Sylvanians and you need to buy one or whatever, get in contact with Emmy or she'll tell you great shop in London. <laughs> but don't go at the moment because they're uh, not allowed. Yes, not allowed. Keep out of London, guys. If you don't but maybe you there. can go on their website and support them. They're called SylvanianStorekeepers.com, yes. I think. Yes, guys. We need to support independent shops at the moment. We do. And also, so we've just mentioned two books. But don't buy them from Amazon. Find them yes. somewhere else. Oh my god, are you are you boycotting? We boycotted Amazon. It's so hard, is it? Because it's so convenient. Yeah. So like, I ordered I ordered something the other day, and I like purposely looked somewhere else to buy it, and it's been like seven days, and it's still not arrived. And I got in contact with them, and they can't, and they're like, wait a bit longer, but it's something I need for a recipe. So uh, it's like I forgot. Damn Amazon being so convenient. Yeah, they've they've done. Yeah, they've profited a lot during lockdown. So I'm just trying to. I know. Yeah. So support some yeah. independent ones. So if you can support, yeah, get those books not from Amazon. Get it from an independent bookshop. Ethicalrevolution.co.uk has a list of Amazon alternatives, so you can like type in your book, and I think it has like ten or twenty bookshops on that they've listed as ethical, and that show you. Nice. So I, I use that quite a few times as well. Nice. All right, then, Emmy, but I think it's time we F off. I think it is. So, till next time. Oh, Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. And if you could give us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts, we will love you forever and ever. And and Emmy might even play a game against you on FIFA if you do. Oh, yeah. Oh, maybe I should do that. Yeah, play against me. You'll probably win. <laughs> and uh, oh, no, give us a review and then you can play against me and win. Any takers? Can't wait to listen to this. So good. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. These are nervous laughter. Are you thinking of the guns?